Welcome to His Church Owensboro Podcast. We are so excited about what God is doing in your life, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at hischurch.cc and let us know about all of the things that God is doing in your life. If you have been blessed by this podcast and would consider supporting us financially, please visit hischurch.cc and click on Give to see the many options available. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message blesses you. Well, hey, His Church, I'm glad you're here for Wednesday night, a time we have together as a crew, and it's such a great time for us to study the Word of God and look at ourselves. I think about a lot of the people in the room, you're the home team, you're the people that make His Church happen, and uh, you invest in who we are as a people, where we're going as a people, and the vision of His Church. And I believe this, I believe, obviously, first God invested in us, right? We love Him because He first loved us. And so God invested love in us, and now we love God. But as we invest back in God with our love, our time, our talent, our service, God keeps investing back in us. So the people that that help God row the boat forward, I believe God gives them supernatural uh, resource, supernatural help. Uh, I believe that God wants to put favor on your life. I'm telling you, there's a favor on you that the world doesn't have. And uh, then I think God wants to start adding to us and, and expanding our life. He wants us to live an expansive life because we represent Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I'm telling you in 2020, I wanna do better than I'm doing in 2019. In 2020, I wanna represent Jesus uh, at a higher level than I did in 2019, right? I wanna be a better father next year. I wanna be a better man next year. I wanna be a better pastor next year. I just, I wanna sit in the uh, seat of the student, so to speak, instead of sitting in the seat of the teacher all the time. Uh, You run into guys from time to time and, You know, I've always looked for guys that could teach me and lead me and help me, somebody further down the road. I'm just looking for for, uh, getting help from people because there's really only two ways to get wisdom, all right? There are two ways to get wisdom. We know wisdom ultimately comes from God. If we ask, He'll give it to us. But but let's, let's break it down. We know all wisdom comes from God. But let's just say walking around in the earth. Here's the two ways you get wisdom. You can get wisdom, number one, from a mentor, someone that's teaching you, helping you, showing you the way to go, right? And you can learn from a mentor's mistakes. So I can learn that way. I can learn from a mentor's mistakes and not have to go through those mistakes myself. I would love to learn from your mistakes and not have to make them, right? I'd love to learn how to manage my money instead of watching you go bankrupt and then me having to go bankrupt. Let's learn from somebody else's bad time instead of going through them ourselves. So number one, we can learn from a mentor. Now I want to thank all of the mentors in our churches, all of the people that have live life and are willing to pour into young people and to shape them, mold them, help them. Thank you. Uh, I'm always looking for for the next person that can help me in life, mentor me. So I can learn from a mentor or number two, I can learn from pain. You ever met the person, they got to do it the hard way, right? I cannot listen to you, I have to do it the hard way. And uh, I've seen people like that. It's always painful to watch them live because life is a series of, of, man, one hard knock after another hard knock. And sometimes it takes them decades to learn the lesson. I think if we decide we will sit in the seat of the teacher, or student, excuse me, and not always sit in the seat of the teacher, we keep that spirit where we're teachable. It's a teachable spirit. God will take us higher in life. And so thank you for coming here and putting yourself in the seat of the student. I've been learning myself as I'm preparing this message. So I believe we're all going to go further faster this year in Jesus' name. If you have your Bible on you, I want you to open it up. Uh, we're going to open it up to the book of Genesis, chapter 2. I want to read a text to you, and I want to pull just kind of a, a quick um, 
revelation out of it for you tonight. I believe God's kind of shown me something here. And uh, here, here's, what it, here's what it says. I uh, saw this recently and it kind of blew up my spirit. Uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 10 says this. It's talking about the Garden of Eden. It says, Now a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from there it parted and became four riverheads. The name of the first is Pison. It is the one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. Bedellium and the onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is Gihon. It's the one which goes around the whole land of Cush. All right, so the Bible talks about these different waters, uh, these different rivers that water the Garden of Eden, made it a lush and a wonderful place, right? And it goes on to describe four different rivers uh, that come into the garden. I believe this, that if you want to have a garden-type life, a life that really produces fruit, you need to find a way to get resource that comes to you from multiple directions. Uh, that, that's people in the financial sector teach that. Uh, Christian financial teachers will talk about getting multiple streams, right, where you're not just tied to one thing in life, right? If my salary goes or my factory moves town, I'm over. They'll say, hey, you ought to get more rivers coming into your life so you are a well-watered garden. I think there's wisdom there. And I try to do that in my own life more than just pastoring. I'm in cattle business. I do a few other things, trying to get some more streams coming into my life to help my family. And we're gospel people. And I think God wants to bless us because we'll bless others. So past that, he goes on and he talks about there's gold in that land. All right, there's gold in that land. And he goes on and he says that the, right there in this area where these rivers come together, if you, you look back down verse 12, he says there's gold in that land, a Havilah. And in verse 12, it says, and the gold of that land is good. All right, so there's gold in the land right there. God, one of the first things God talks about, first two chapters of the Bible, he talks about gold. He's talking about this wealth in the land. And he says the wealth is good. See, I believe the wealth is good. It's a good thing, right? What God's put in the earth, it's good. It's here for us to enjoy. Uh, here for us to use, here for us to, to better the, the life of humanity and to help people. The gold of the land is, is good. A lot of people want to talk like, like resource is evil, uh, money is evil, you know, money is the root of all evil. It's not. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. So much of our lives, that they move around money uh, because we're working for it, we're spending it, right? We got to have it, we're thinking about it. But he says it's good. And it's interesting. Here's what I want you to think about tonight. Where is the gold of the land located? Where was the gold located back in those days? Might have been in the rivers. Might have been in, the, uh, in the, the, those four rivers. You see people panning for gold. I don't know if you like gold miners. I love watching those shows. I like to watch them go for broke and go up to Alaska. I may move Jesse and the kids up to some creek in Alaska and we'll start a mining operation. Uh, but what I'll say about, about gold is the gold might be there. But to get it, what do those miners have to do? They have to dig for it, right? God put gold in the land. It might have been in the water. It might have been in the, in, the, in the mountains. But if somebody's going to get gold in life, it's something that you have to dig for to get. I think a lot of times people get the idea that stuff's going to fall on them from heaven, right? They're waiting on God to rain blessings. Father, pour out your blessing on us, right? Lord, Lord, the Holy Spirit, it's raining in here, you know? Uh, charismatics will say stuff like that. They'll say God's goodness is just falling on me, you know? And really God says, no, that's not the way life runs. There's gold in the land, and I've empowered you, and I've given you grace. And all of the good things in the land, if you're going to have them, I think you've got to have a spirit and an attitude that's willing to mine for the gold. 
What I want his church to be is I want us to be a group of people that we're willing to get down and dirty. Come on, get, get grit in our fingers, get dirt on our face, get our clothes dirty, work our back, use what God's given us to get the gold of life out of the ground. See, God wants you to have the best. You're not designed to live a second-class life. You're designed to be a child of the king. But to be a child of the king and to live a kingly life, people would look at a king and say, man, the king's got it made. He's catered to, he's helped, it's all that stuff. They don't know the weight of being a king because a king's got a kingdom to take care of. Their responsibility on the king. Have you ever seen a president after four years in office, how bad they look? Man, just go back and look at, at Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, before office and after. Tell you what, this thing made him haggard looking in eight years. It did it to him. You go look at, look at President Bill Clinton right now, what he looks like. All of those guys, they age drastically, rapidly. Why? Why? Because they're, they're, they're overseen so much, there's the weight of responsibility. So listen, we're called to be kings, and God wants us to be responsible. He wants us to be Christ-like. He wants us to push things forward, the kingdom forward, right? We're not here for an earthly king. We're here for a heavenly king, and we want to push his kingdom forward. He is the king of kings. So I think we got to get a mining spirit, somebody that's willing to go after the gold. I love to see hungry young men and women in the church, that they're going after the things of God. They're going after uh, establishing a voice in the gates of the city. They're going after, man, I'm going to have a life that makes a difference. That's somebody with a mining spirit. They get down in their mine and they go after it. And so miners, uh, they go up and they're going after gold. Like I watched, I remember it was Todd on, on uh, Gold Rush. I don't know if any of y'all watched him for several seasons, try to strike it rich. And I don't think it ever worked out exactly for him. I hope he made a lot of money with his show because it didn't look, look like he made a lot of money hunting gold. But, but um, they would, they would get, get a goal first, right? They got a goal. They want to get gold. And the second thing you got to get after you want a goal, you get a goal, is you need a plan. Come on, we need a goal, number one, and we need a plan. I want to ask you, do you have some goals in life? I've taught these for years. I want to help you with several of these goals, and then we're going to work on our plan for our goals tonight. So, so uh, the goals we have, I think all of us as Christians, we should want a strong faith life. It's, it's, it's F5. I've been teaching this for, for, I don't know, 12 years, something like that. Uh, I have another friend that teaches it. I think he taught it at the church in recent years. Clay Clark teaches this. But it's, it's number one, we want our faith life strong. So we got faith. We have family, right? We want our family life strong. Fitness. Come on, this body, we're going to live in it till we die. We got to try to do the best we can with it, right? Fitness. Our finances are such a big part of our life, right? We want to be financially stable, be blessed to be a blessing for somebody else. Have those goals met in our life, our, our financial goals. And then last, we need to have some fun in life, right? We want to have some fun in life. And you might throw in another one in there if you want to, friendships, right? That's six. So, so these are goals I think every person has. If you're, a, if you're a Christian, you have some kind of goal, whether you're going to say it to, or not, on faith, on family, on fitness, on finance, and on a fun part of life. And then maybe attack on friendships. Friendships are important as well. So I want us to take a moment tonight. We're going to have a resource there for you, a card you can pull out, where what is your goal in these areas, right? Well, we're talking about going after gold. you got to mine it out. Tony, if you're going to go forward in life, you got to get willing to mine out some of these areas. So the first thing you, you, you ought to mine out is you ought to mine out a fresh faith. Come on, we're, we're talking about we're all people of faith. We believe Jesus. We believe on the resurrection. We believe he's, he's alive. Come on, we're Christians. We're the people of faith. But there's been times my faith has been fresh, and there's been times my faith has gotten stale. 
Uh, I don't anybody out there relate to that. You had seasons like that. And um, I think my, my faith gets stale when I allow it to get stale. Because, come on, he is the, he is the living water. He's, he's bread for me. He doesn't get stale. I just don't go to him the way I should. So our goal is we want a strong faith life. So what is your plan right now? You ought to take out that, that, that paper we provided for you. Take it out and go to the faith line there and write down what is your plan. What are you going to do? Think of one thing you can do over the next month to take your faith life higher. Now, I want you to just take a moment. I want you to write it down. It might be, I'm going to pray 10 minutes every morning. It might be, I'm going to do a devotion every morning. It might be, I'm going to start coming to church on uh, uh, Sunday morning and Wednesday night. Come on, somebody. It might be, I'm going to start serving, right? I haven't really been a, a part of Christian service. Let me tell you, that'll grow your faith. You, you ought to write something down. What is, what, is a, what is a goal that I'm going to set that I'm going to go after? Make it something that's attainable. Don't make it impossible. Don't be like, I'm going to read through the whole Bible in the next month. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to set yourself up for failure. Goals need to be attainable uh, to, to be able to do it. So get a goal there. Where are you going to mine out something new in the faith world? And write that goal down right now. Come on, write that goal down right now. Get it down. So faith. Next thing is family. Come on. Family is a make you or break you deal. It's such a big part of life. Uh, I, as a minister, have spent more time than I would have liked to have spent in the presence of dying people. Uh, it, it's always awesome to get to minister to somebody in that situation. As you know, like this is the last loadout, last chance. And preaching the gospel like that, we have people here that, that do that a lot. Guys in the church that go and help lead people to the Lord in the twilight of their life. And I want to thank those men and women that do that ministry for us. But I, I've been with people as they're dying and almost nobody says, I wish I would have made more money. Uh, I've heard people say, man, I wish I would have reached more people for Jesus. And I've heard people say, I wish I would have done better by my family. Right? Family is that important. Man, we're wired together. God puts us together for a reason. Man, you ought to mine out, do what you can to mine out the greatest relationship you could possibly have with your family. So what do you, what do you need to do, right? Well, so, so if that's my goal, what is my action item? What's my plan? What am I going to do to do something with my family? I want you to go down that next thing. Right there it says family. You ought to write it out. What, what are you going to do? If you're in, in a season of life like I'm in, uh, it's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to eat together as a family five nights a week. Sit down like humans, right? Remember how humans used to actually sit at a table and eat together? We're going to sit down like humans and we're going to, we're going to eat together. Man, that family table is powerful. You might make that a goal. It might be that you're going, to, you're going to pray with your kids before you put them to bed every night. A lot of people say, these people that study child development, uh, I've heard them say the first three minutes kids wake up and the last three minutes before they go to bed, some of the most important minutes of the day. There's a way to capitalize that for family. In marriage, it might be we're going to schedule a date night once a week, and we're going to take care of it. You figure out what you need to do with your family. Some of you have adult children that are already out of the house, and they're raising families on their own. It might be an investment in your grandchildren or something you want to do for your family. Come on, just take it out. Write down a goal, something you're going to get after, a weekly something. You ought to write it down right now. Take a moment and write it down. What's it going to be? Write down, hey, this is what I'm going to do for my family. All right, third thing, I don't want to talk about it, but I'm, I'm going to, and that is fitness, right? The Bible says that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit, man. The Holy Spirit sets in you. And so really the way I treat my body is the way I'm treating the temple of God. 
And uh, I'm not throwing stones at you. I'm coaching me while I'm coaching you. It's my job to teach things that, that, that hits home with me at times too. And I got to admit to you, there's been times I have not treated my body well, right? I've traveled hard, ran hard, worked around the clock, uh, not worked out when I should have, not eaten right. I, I'm guilty as charged. So don't feel like I'm getting on to you, but come on, we need to coach ourselves to do better. So I have uh, physically, I've watched a lot of family members check out of life early. My father, I buried him at 61 years of age, right? What did he do? Well, he worked hard. He stayed stressed. He had a lot of, of things to take care of, so he was always on the phone doing business. Um, probably ate bad on the road, and, and that lifestyle took its toll on him, died of a massive heart attack right in front of me at 61. I want to be around for my grandchildren, around for my great-grandchildren. I want to be right here at his church when I'm 120 years old. They'll be, they'll be, I'll, I'll be still preaching to you at 120. That's, that's, that's the goal. So how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to have to take care of myself physically. I've been working on what I'm eating right now. I've uh, been eating uh, for about a month now with one cheat, one cheat meal a week, and uh, I'm doing good. I can talk about it today because I'm down. I think I'm down close to right around 20 pounds right now, and I'm going down another 20 because, come on, right around the corner, it's going to be summer. It's swimsuit season, and uh, I don't want to be the guy at the pool in the swim shirt because that's the guy that said, I've waved the flag to late night snacks, and I've given up on the gym in life. So, so fitness, what do I need to do? Is it something I need to cut out of my diet? Write it down right there on your faith line or fitness line. Is it something I need to cut out of my diet? Am I going to start going to the gym, the gym? three days a week? Am I going on a walk? See, those small things do big things in your life. Am I going to cut out the nasty sugars, right? What am I going to do to get stronger? Start strength training. Uh, what, what am I going to do? You ought to get a goal for fitness. Just something, even if it's small. Get something there to go higher in life. The next goal we have here is, is finances, all right? Our finances matter. Uh, to say that, that they don't is crazy, right? Because money Ecclesiastes says this, and it comes from a jaded perspective, a worldly perspective, but it's true in a worldly sense, says that money answers all things. And if you got problems, money can fix a ton of problems in this world. Now, it can't fix spiritual problems, right? Money won't fix spiritual problems. Uh, money might not fix some familial problems. And money can't fix health problems. It can buy you good health care, though. In a sense, it can. Uh, so money really matters. So what can we do to up our financial world, right? To do a little better. If you do better, man, it's a blessing of God and you can do more for others, right? I want you to do better financially. God wants you to do better financially. And he wants that so we can be a blessing to others. So here's some things we, we ought to think about financially. What could we do? How can we mine some gold out of the earth? Well, I believe some ways we can do that is we can get a budget and steward over what we, what we have. There's a financial app I use that can help some younger people in the room right now with budgeting and looking at money. There's an app called Albert, all right? Albert, there are many different apps like this. This just happens to be the one I use. And so I can plug Albert to all of my online, uh, online accounts, right? Be it banking, be it credit card, uh, whatever it is, whatever you use. And it starts tracking the spending that you've done over the last uh, three months. It shows you categories. Albert will show you categories of where you're spending what, what, and it can start to tell you. It's like, hey, you spend twice as much as the coffee shop. 
uh, as normal people out there. It's like you have a coffee spending problem, right? Albert will wake up and, and, and tell me sometimes, Brian, you're, you're a schmuck at the coffee place. Stop it. And so I see that. Uh, it sets up a budget. It sees all of my recurring expenses and lets me know what's coming. Tells me how much cash I have left. It has built-in saving functions because the way Albert makes their money is they have saving accounts. They want you to use their saving accounts. That's how they get their money for their services. Also, for younger people in here, uh, Albert has people you can text that answer financial questions for you, like about retirement accounts or those kind of things. It'll, it'll let you know those things. It'll also tell you if you're overpaying for a service. Pretty good app, worth looking at. I think I give them $6 a month, and then I use some of their saving functions. But, but you might, this might be a goal for you. I'm going to establish a budget, and those apps will almost do it for you now. Uh, so it'll do it for you. So you ought to think about, I'm, gonna, I'm going to financially start a budget. Maybe you work five days a week, right? Here's something that might be a goal you could set. Uh, God works six days a week, right? In the Bible, six days and he rested on the seventh. I think a lot of Americans can't get ahead financially because they have a 40-hour work week where God worked for six days. I think five days will break most people even. Six days will bring them increase in life. So finding that six-day thing to do that brings other income into your life, that might be something you want to look at. I'm looking for a six-day endeavor this year to, to help me financially. Uh, some of you, I'll tell you, there's a financial goal. You're never going to go forward in life until you start giving and you start taking care of what God's given you. God's given you so much. Listen, you ought to trust Him, right? Let's trust in God more than we trust in the Federal Reserve and give what God's called us to. Maybe it's, I'm going to start tithing. I'm going to start giving. Some of those things are powerful. So, so think, what can I do for my financial health? Just a few small things can help you get aware, get a goal. Maybe it's, I'm going to save a month's worth of expenses, right? I'm going to get six months of expenses. I'm going to start a retirement account, a savings account, college account for kids, my, my children in the future. Start thinking about that. What's a goal that suits you where you are? The last thing we're going to talk about is having some fun, man. Life, if it's all play and no fun, stuff starts to become a drag. And uh, I, I get guilty. I'm guilty of that because I, I, I work pretty hard. I love working. And um, I used to always, even I was a golfer, loved playing golf. Last year, I played like two rounds. So I want to get back to having some more fun. What's the goal on the fun that you want to have? Maybe you start planning for it. Here's what I want to do once a week to blow off some steam and have a good time. You get a plan for it, right? Here's a family vacation we've always been dreaming of. We're going to save up and we're going to take this fun vacation together for the kids to get out before they get out of the house and they go. Uh, some of those things, what are you going to do for some fun? I'm going to find some guys or girls from the church. We're going to schedule a time once a month where we go do something together. Think about what can I do to mine out some, some fun out of the ground. Now I want you to write that in that fun. And I want you to take this and, and, and take this sheet. You want to expand on it, but you could use it as a map on how to go forward and what to do next in life. Come on, we got some goals. There's good things in the world, right? Just like we talked in the beginning, there's gold in the land of Havilah, and the land is the gold is good, but we gotta go get it. Come on, take that sheet, take those goals, figure out your next steps to make your life better. Don't wait on, on life to fall on you. You go fall on life. I want you to stand up on your feet, and I wanna, I wanna pray over you today. Come on, stand up on your feet right now, and I'm gonna pray that God would use us to mine gold out. He's given us great things. The gold of life, we're gonna mine it out, and we're gonna have something awesome together. Come on, let, let's pray. Father, I thank you for the people of His church. I thank you that you've created them not to simply survive, but to thrive. 
And right now I pray for every one of them. I pray for their faith life. Let it go higher. I pray for their families. Let them be stronger. I pray for their fitness. Lord, help us take care of this temple. I pray for their finances. Let them go higher this year than last year. And I pray that they would have some fun in life. I bless them. Lord, we commit these goals to you and we commit this plan to you. And I thank you by wise counsel we wage war. Lord, I bless these people. I thank you for them. Lord, give them the greatest year ever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.